The Last Word with Matt Cooper. I think it's fair to say a lot of households struggled with the soaring price of electricity, gas and oil last year, particularly during the winter months when the bills were a multiple of what they might have had in previous years. There was some help from the government by way of energy credits totalling €600. But the expectation is that there will be only one energy credit in the forthcoming budget and that will be for €200. Could the government do more than that? Will it be needed? Well, we've two guests with us. First, Dr Paul Dean, Senior Lecturer in Clean Energy at UCC. Are people going to have significantly smaller bills this winter, which means they won't need the credit? No, unfortunately not, Matt. And actually, even though the energy crisis has drifted a little bit from the headlines, the core structural reasons remain. And even if we roll the clock back 12 months uh, ago, Matt, the price of electricity is pretty much the same as it was 12 months ago. The price of fueling our cars, the price of home heating. So it hasn't gone away. Now, just for example, Matt, if we take electricity as you were speaking to it there, last year, a typical Irish family would have paid about €2,000 a year for their electricity. Uh, This year, uh, from November onwards, thankfully we're going to be paying a little bit less, but not significantly less. We're going to be paying about €1,700 a year for our electricity bill. That's about a reduction of about €300 on the electricity bill. We do need, I think, the energy credits from the government. And look, in all fairness, the government did a really good job last year. Bills went up by about €1,000. They gave us cover for about €600 with those three credits. But because the prices haven't come down significantly or in any meaningful way, yes, look, we are going to need those credits again, unfortunately. Because I think an awful lot of people are going to struggle even with the €1,700 bill as against the 2000 last year, and particularly if they're €400 down in the energy credits compared to last year. But why is it, Paul, that the prices have stayed so high? Look, at its root cause, Matt, this is a fossil fuel crisis. Ireland is one of the most fossil fuel-reliant countries in Europe, and the cost of that reliance that we have in fossil fuels is the price that we pay. The decisions, uh, the prices that we pay for oil and gas in Ireland, are uh, those decisions are made in boardrooms in the Kremlin and in, in Riyadh and Saudi Arabia. We have very little control over the international price of energy when it comes into Ireland. And all that the government can do really, Matt, is react to that and try and protect the most vulnerable, protect those in need. And unfortunately, that's going to be the situation, Matt, really over the next three to four years because we are just so entrenched and reliant on fossil fuels here in Ireland and we produce so little of our own energy here in Ireland. But Paul, there are people already texting in saying that they signed up to 100% renewable companies and they're still getting charged these prices. How can that be if they're getting, as they feel, all their electricity from wind energy? Okay, so there needs to be a lot more transparency and honesty here from the suppliers in this regard. That is the synthetic accounting exercise. That is a paper exercise. There's no actual physical tracing of the electricity that comes into your house back to a wind farm or back to a solar plant. So in many ways, it's a paper synthetic exercise that reflects these credits are these offsets that companies buy to account uh, for, for, for larger volumes of renewable electricity. So I think really, now, let's be, let me be clear here, Matt, the electricity companies are doing nothing illegal here, but they're doing something that's very complex and confusing. For the, the, the regular household, the idea if you sign up to 100% renewable tariffs, you would think that that will come from renewable electricity every hour, all the time, but it doesn't. A lot of those credits are actually brought purchased from companies in the Netherlands, from companies in Scotland. So again, it's a, it's a synthetic accounting exercise that electricity companies are allowed to do here in Ireland, but it's confusing 
pleasing for the public because it doesn't actually lead, firstly, it doesn't lead to any meaningful reduction in carbon dioxide pollution and it doesn't lead to any significant reduction in prices either. How well are we doing though, Paul, in this country and actually moving towards getting more and more of our electricity needs from uh, renewable sources? So we're doing okay, but not great. Uh, last year, roughly, madam, just under 40% of all of our electricity came from wind. Now, that's, that's pretty good. But in the middle of a crisis, we need to be doing a lot better. Uh, last year, for example, over the last 12 months, we did not grant planning permission for any onshore wind farms in Ireland. So it's the agility that we're lacking. The Irish government aren't short of ambition. We're not short of rhetoric. What we are short of, Matt, is the agility to translate that ambition into action, which will eventually, and look, this is going to take time. We can't just flick a switch and all of a sudden we will have affordable electricity. This is going to be a journey that's going to take at least three to five to eight years as we move away from fossil fuels and move towards renewables. Yeah, but there's a listener saying if it's taking that time, would we not have been in a good place to have used the LNG plant in County Kerry that was proposed, which has been nixed because of planning decision? Okay, so that's a separate issue. So LNG is very, very helpful if there's a physical interruption of gas coming into Ireland. If, if there ever was, and God forbid, if there ever was a physical interruption of gas coming to Ireland, it would be absolutely catastrophic for society if it happened for a prolonged period. LNG helps with a physical risk. It does nothing to reduce the price of gas coming into Ireland. And that's an important distinction that we need to make. Okay, let's bring in Claire O'Connor from Friends of the Earth. And what's your position on giving people energy credits to help them in relation to their electricity bills in the budget? So ultimately, we're really in a similar situation to last winter, as as Paul alluded to there. Energy prices are still sky high. and We're still going to see another winter of lots of Irish families facing a winter of rationing heat. And ultimately, an, an untargeted measure like the, the universal energy, energy credit will really only put a plaster on the problem and it ultimately fails to address the underlying causes of or the issue of fossil fuel lock-in and low incomes and unaffordable bills. So we, we what we want to see, and we, we've come together with 33 organisations, including Age Action, the Disability Federation, SVP and Social Justice Ireland, and we want to see targeted interventions that are really urgently needed that are directed at households who are on the lowest incomes and who are most high, impacted by high energy bills. And one thing we really want to see in this budget is increasing fuel allowance rates, but also expanding the eligibility for the fuel allowance to households who are on the working family payment and that's a lot of families who are working but are are on low incomes and I know the Taoiseach is really keen on addressing child poverty this year um, and expanding the eligibility for fuel allowance to this cohort would help an additional 100,000 children who are in these families. And as well as that, this would also actually serve to help with our retrofitting efforts as well. Expanding the fuel allowance will mean that more households have access to the fully funded government retrofitting scheme, which will help with, with bringing down emissions, having more comfortable, healthier homes and also bringing down energy bills in the long run. So we, we need to see short term, we need to see action now in, in the short term that also aligns with our long term. But Claire, targets. what about people on what you might call middle incomes? Because surely they find the idea of an average electricity bill of €1,700 Euro, before we talk about gas or oil as something very, very difficult for them to afford. And maybe they'll say, well, why don't we get it as well if, if poorer people are getting it? I think what the government have alluded to so far is that there will be an energy credit for everyone. And what we're calling for ultimately is for 
people who are most in need, the people who are actually in that situation of choosing between heating and eating this year, which is the elderly, it's people with disabilities and it's families, it's one parent families as well. So we really need to see targeted intervention for those families first and foremost. There's huge impacts of not being able to afford your energy bills. There's mental health, physical health children, respiratory illness. So it's quite serious, I think, for those people on the lowest incomes who actually are switching off their heat. Um, and we really want to see targeted intervention for those as well. And what about people on middle incomes who are saying they're having to do the same because they've got all of their costs that they have to meet, maybe a mortgage or their rent, and they've also got the cost of running a car on more expensive petrol or diesel? I, th- I think further intervention is needed across all sectors of society. Um, and I think we also need to look at expanding retrofitting as well um, to make it much more accessible for everyone. Ultimately, everyone needs to be involved in this energy transition and we have to make sure that no one's going no one's going to be left behind not being okay. able to afford to, to heat their home. Thank you very much, Claire O'Connor from Friends of the Earth, Dr. Paul Dean from UCC. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.